hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And today I am going to take you on a genocide ride. I know that uh, there's been a lot of talk. I'm a little behind the eight ball on this one, but I'm going to be honest. I needed some time to figure out exactly what my thoughts were, because this one is not something we can get wrong. I mean, we can, we historically, we have gotten this wrong before, but if we get it wrong, uh, the cost is chaos, it's lives, it's, it's really, really bad. So want to start with this. I, I think I'm going to set this as the backdrop because I think you need to know the backdrop. The backdrop is so, so important in terms of telling us what reality in front of us actually is, okay? So one of the greatest atrocities, maybe in history, maybe of all time, but definitely, definitely one of the greatest atrocities in the the modern era, say from like, you know, the 17, 1600s till today, one of the greatest atrocities was Hitler. I think it's pretty easy to see that and and, and understand that. And if you can't, um, you know, there's there's some waking up that you got to do. He nearly eliminated all the Jews from the planet. He nearly eliminated them all. Uh, that is an eradication like we have probably never seen, maybe in history, but definitely in the last several hundred years. And that is not something that is okay. I think that's fair to say. I think that's I think that's objectively reasonable to say that going after one particular group of people to eliminate them from the planet genocide is not a good idea it's uh it maybe maybe it's immoral it's unacceptable and with that as the backdrop i want you to see something something that absolutely baffles me. And I know I'm a little bit late to the party on this, but I'm going to make a connection like I have not seen out there. And I want you to stick around and see this connection because I'm going to connect you directly to Hitler. Hitler and his own words. So hang on there with me. Dr. Kornbluth. Does M at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, 
when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated of, as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Okay, folks, I let that play out in its full context, and I don't normally uh, prefer to do the whole thing. But for those of you who haven't seen it yet, I wanted you to have the opportunity uh, who haven't heard it. That was a lie that that happened. All right. There was like four and a half hours before that, because these presidents are not doing their jobs. Let's be really clear. They suck at their jobs. And frankly, they should all resign. That being said, I am a forgiving like person and I, you know, people make mistakes and I get that. But I'm going to give you context that you're not going to probably get anywhere else. Everybody that I've listened to, and I've listened to the left and the right, and be, believe it or not, like these people are getting attacked from all angles right now. And 
hopefully not attacked in the literal sense, but in the metaphorical sense, the idea that uh, I, I know that uh, Miss McGill, uh, the President McGill and, and President Gay um, I, at Harvard, I know Miss McGill is resigning uh, since since this occurred. Um, I don't know what the, the President Gay is doing, but they all suck at their job when they talk about targeted at an individual because they're trying to individualize genocide. Uh, you can't do that. That's the, the whole point of genocide is to take out an entire group of people. So that is either they don't understand what genocide is or they're playing stupid. Uh, either way, uh, that sucks <laughs> and they should do a better job. Contextual, I get that response. I, I actually do because context does matter, right? I, I gave you a context as a backdrop today. Context does matter. But she wasn't saying if it's happening right now. She said if people are chanting uh, intifada, if they're if they're chanting kill all the Jews, if they're anything like that, if that were happening, is that actionable? And the answer to that is really simple. Yes. Yes. It, it it's it's actionable. It's completely absurd to sit back and accept that as a reasonable thing to do. Now, free speech is where you're bumping into here. And free speech is very it's it's super interesting to think about. People can say what they want. And when it becomes pervasive and severe, uh then free speech has limitations. Well, kind of. They're not suggesting that the uh, the it, here. Let me tell you the whole context here. Jewish Jewish faculty were released from their jobs. That's why these people were sitting there. While at the universities, there are chants for pro Palestine, and you know, anti-Jewish activities. The problem with that is if the universities say, well, we're not going to have a Jewish uh, faculty because, uh, you know, th th this is too much of a, uh, uh, a, a conflict, a challenge for our university. Well, then the problem is the university took a side. And they took a side on genocide. That's the side they took. That's the context. And so I want to take you back to Hitler. Genocide, part one, against the Jewish people. And I'm going to highlight a few things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit on the sloppy side here for the next couple of minutes because I'm going to read you some of his words, some of the things he says that, that were important to him. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start with this. Failty, according to Hitler, begins with teachers. Now, last time I checked, presidents oversee professors. Professors are teachers, and they're teaching our young people what and how to think. 
Now, I wish they would do more how to think and less what to think. But needless to say, uh, Hitler said in his own words, all the other things that the little fellow hears at home do not tend to increase his respect for his dear fellow men. Nothing good remains of humanity. No institution remains unassailed, beginning with his teacher and up to the head of the government. Whether it is, it is a question of religion or of morality as such, of the state or society, it's all the same. Everything is reviled in the most obscene terms and dragged into the filth of the basest possible outlook. When at the age of 14, the young man is discharged from school, it is hard to decide what is stronger in him. His incredible stupidity, as far as any real knowledge and ability are concerned, or the corrosive insolence of his behavior combined with an immorality even at this age which would make your hair stand on end he uh, it, put this in context now i've read all of this you put it in context and one of the things that you're going to learn is that hitler really believed in the use of the educational system to grab youth and what are defined youth he didn't define it by age he defined it by maturity, understanding. And unfortunately, right now in 2023, maturity and understanding in the college scene is probably at an all-time low. No offense to anybody who's in college. Go get your education. My grandfather always told me, go get your education. But then he would turn around and say, then remember, it doesn't matter. It was his way of saying, stay humble, stay prone to growth. Okay, then just, I mean, I'm not even going to go very far into this Hitler stuff, but I'm going to give you a couple more pieces, all right? Then he goes on, on, on uh, uh, to say, let one say, this is, this is by far, this is actually forward like a chapter, or a, yeah, maybe a chapter or two. Let one say, and the, oh, by the way, this is called shadow boxing. Just a little, little you know, hint for you there. Let one say that every individual is free to draw the consequences from an actual or supposed injustice. In other words, to leave his job. No, this is shadow boxing and must be regarded as an attempt to divert attention. Either the elimination of bad unsocial conditions serves the interest of the nation or it does not. If it does, the struggle against them must be carried with weapons which offer the hope of success. The individual worker, however, is never in a position to defend himself against the power of the great industrialist, the institution, folks. For in such matters, it cannot be, uh, cannot be superior justice that conquers. If that were recognized, the whole struggle would stop from the lack of cause. No, what matters here is superior power. Oh, folks, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Use distractions 
like targeted at an individual, contextual, pervasive, and severe. It depends on when it crosses over into conduct. Distract, distract, distract. That should not be something that's being done by an educational institution or a high-ranking representative of any educational institution. If I called Harvard and I said, could I talk to the president, please? And I said, look, I got a question for you. I've got a Jewish friend and they are considering Harvard. Will they be safe on your campus? That's a one-word answer. Yes, they'll be safe. Okay, great. What are the limitations to the safety? The limitations. Uh, if they bring a gun on campus, if they uh, you know, interact with people who are dangerous, I mean, there's limitations. There's always going to be some limitations. But those would be, but, but for being Jewish, they're safe. It has nothing to do with, if, they're, if they get targeted, it's, you know, if they streak down the middle of the, the, the campus, you know, they're going to get arrested. That would make them not safe, but they were not being safe. See, there's a difference. Not being safe can equate to now you are not safe. But we don't want distractions. So the whole shadow boxing thing, that's what these professors or these presidents did. And that, my friends, is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Why? Because I'm reading to you some of the words of one of the most dangerous people who lived in the last several hundred years. And he's saying that's, that's a usable technique. We would want to use that. We use that to control the masses. Okay. Then he goes on. I'm, I'm flipping a sheet here. So hang on there with me for just a second. And we're looking at paragraph four, six. Okay, good. Uh, all right. I'm going to just read you one, two, three. Okay. The erroneous conceptions. Let's see if I got this right. I hope I did. The erroneous conceptions of the aim and the meaning of this party fall from our eyes like veils. Once we come to know this people and from the fog and the mist of social phrases rises the leering grimace of Marxism. Marxism. Hitler talked about Marxism. So we need to have an understanding of what Marxism does. What Marxism does. Marxism depends on the quantity and the manipulation of words. That's what Marxism does. Go do your research, folks. I know this is a heavier podcast today. Go do your research. Learn what Marxism is. Learn what it is. You know, he goes on. He says all kinds of things. Like, today it is difficult, if not impossible, for me to say when the word Jew first gave me ground for special thoughts. He talks specifically then moving forward, connecting the Marxist model to how to eliminate the Jewish people. And here we are using those same techniques in our universities. Please, folks, pay attention. These are Hitler's words, not mine. They don't belong to me. 
I'm using what he taught us to know what evil most likely is dressed up as. And then I'm going to read you one more. This is, uh, the, the, the miss is in educational control. Educational control. Okay, so hang with me. This is going to be super interesting, in my opinion. Next to the last paragraph, we are looking. With the development of Budapest into a big city, she had for the first time a rival who task, whose task was no longer to hold the entire monarchy together, but rather to strengthen a part of it. In a short time, Prague was to follow her example. Then Lemberg, Leibach, etc. With the rise of these former provincial cities to national capitals of individual provinces, centers formed for more or less independent cultural life in these provinces. If the universities, but I'm going to pause right there for a second. If the universities are creating these little islands, they're doing this right here. And only then, I'm continuing, only then did the politico-national instincts obtain their spiritual foundation and depth. The time inevitably approached when these dynamic forces of the individual peoples would grow stronger than the force of the common interests. And that would be the end of Austria. Now, why am I telling you that? I set the table because I wanted you to understand education was his number one. That's where fealty came from. Then dodge the hard things. That's the shadow boxing. Create so much communication and confusion that people will align back to their fealty. And they do that confusion and that chaos through the shadow boxing. And it's all dependent, all of it is dependent on these pockets. Now, we don't have these pockets of provinces necessarily, although we kind of do that too. We have the educational system of higher ed, which is all over the country. And these pockets risk a lot. They risk a lot for the rest of us. Now, it doesn't mean they're wrong or right. These pockets can be used for good also. But when we see this, what we just saw today, we, the people, the people have to tell them this is not acceptable. We, you, don't, you don't mince words around genocide, the killing of a group of people just because they are a group. That would be like, if I, now this is hypothetical, but if I started a group that said, kill all heterosexuals, kill all gay people, kill all trans people, you would immediately think, you are freaking crazy. You are insane. You have no right to have a, a microphone in front of you. You, you, should be, you should be fired from whatever job you have. You are crazy, crazy, crazy. And yet... When we say the genocide of Jews, these presidents sit there 
and say, well, if you are, if you can't see the Marxists, the Marxists ideology coming out in this, you're missing something. Now, from a clinical world, everything I do has to tie to the clinical world. This is where sociology pockets, universities, influence the culture and the culture influences the sociological pockets. But I tell you this because there is one thing more powerful than all of that. And I've talked about this and I've shared this with you before. The single person who does something different, who stands there and says, this isn't acceptable. We saw that with Miss, uh, what's it, Stefanik? I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, but the, 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 the lady who was confronting these presidents, these highly respected presidents in highly respected institutions, and she more or less said, y'all are being stupid. Wake up. I'm trying to help you out here. I am throwing you a bone. And if you don't take it, you're the fool. And with that, I'm going to let you go and think about how Hitler ties to Marxism, which ties to genocide, which ties to university presidents who can't say genocide of any group of people might be bullying and harassment. Are you kidding me? Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy-perspectives.com, you'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.